0: Everybody likes my The men out there that say they don't are damn liars. It's kind of like, wait, I'll tell you something else. It's like, too. Guys out there, they're like, "There's no way. I don't, I, I'm not. I'm, I don't. I don't. I don't like her. I, no. I, I don't sing this song." And every guy, every guy, every guy. I don't care who you are. Every guy, every guy has went down the road when this song was came on and jammed out. I don't give a shit who you are. And if you got little girls, you damn sure have listened to this song. Uh -uh. So, men, step up. Be real, men. Don't deny it. Embrace the Taylor Swift. It's the damn truth, and you know it. (laughs) Okay. So, we've seen in the past few years that that that's really come to light in the media that it looks like the BLM has really started... You know, taking over more properties, and we're seeing the, in some aspects, of the victimization of farmers and their properties. And something that really is is concerning to me, especially now that people are really taking the time to get out and really, really exercise their First Amendment rights by, you know, feeling like they're not going to be victimized anymore. Uh, today, we have a special guest on. It's The Haas USMC. You can go to his YouTube channel, The Haas USMC. Um, He's had a lot of experience with these types of things uh, over the past, and I think he's got some really good insight into different avenues of what he thinks should have been, or how it should have been handled in Oregon.
1: I've been involved with meeting different militia groups and things over the years. For, For over five years, I've been going down to Arizona and meeting with citizen defense groups there and militia groups there. And then I've been involved with different, and, and by involvement, I mean, I've, I've, I've done everything from, you know, doing training operations with them to talking to them to being friends with them and things like that. So various levels of involvement. I'm not a member of any of these groups, though. Uh, but I am friends with the leaders of all of the well-organized and respected citizen defense groups in Oregon, and, you know, we all got together, started kind of finding each other through going to the Bundy Ranch, and and then the the Sugar Pine Mine thing happened in Southern Oregon, which if you haven't heard of that, you should look into it, and we all ended up just kind of getting to meet each other and kind of getting to know each other through that, and this peaceful protest that was planned in Burns, Oregon was planned by the Oregon leadership, and the man, Ammon Bundy, was invited to come, and, and he was... Um, you know, you don't really need an invitation to show up to a protest. You know, he he said he was coming, and he was one of the ones that was really kind of pushing this forward. And the Oregon militias were taking control of the situation in in the sense that they were moving forward with being responsible for what what sort of response was going to happen the day of the protest. Uh, Ammon. Decided he was going to occupy the wildlife refuge, uh, which is which is a, a large area. But the specific area that he's occupying is a collection of buildings. And he did that without consulting any of the leadership in Oregon. And he, whether he planned it a day in advance or or weeks in advance, you know, there was there was no consideration made for anyone who would have been an ally to him in. In Oregon, And, you know, there's a support network that's set up here as far as logistics and supplies and, and things like that. And there's a lot of, you know, tactically minded individuals. By that, I mean, you know, people that understand military type operations, which is whether they like it or not, that's what this is. They are conducting an occupation. They're occupying a place and, and should treat it as such. To the extent that they should be planning things like reconnaissance patrols and fire watches and things like that, because they're literally making a stand, you know, uh, against the the federal government. And you know, f- from what I've seen, they are treating this like it's an extension of of that protest, and it's it's just really poorly handled logistically. You know, they're and it's it's really just almost laughable some of the things like that have been coming out of here out of the the protests or the, the occupation i heard the you know they can demand this property needs to be returning to these ranchers <laughs> and and then their second request was people need to send us snacks and it, that's just i mean that's wow. hilarious so i mean you're you thinking
0: know? i mean in your opinion what you're saying is is bunny's really more he's trying to push his own agenda instead of really helping the effort of these particular farmers out in in oregon correct
1: well i, I wouldn't go as far as to say that i would say that, that the thing is is that we are like minded people. We we want the same thing. We want the Hamans to not be unjustly treated. We want these ranchers to be to be able to operate unadulterated by the federal government. We want that as well, but the problem is, is that you know, lots of people say we're United States, but if a bunch of Oregonians went down to Texas and decided to occupy the the Alamo, that would be, you know, without consulting any of the Texas militias or any concerned parties down there, that would be really presumptuous and, you know, rude <laughs> at the very least. Yeah, I
0: certainly and- I certainly think that, I mean, from what your position and, what, and the research that I've done is that, I mean, let's be honest. Bundy does have a lot of recognition in the states because of what happened down there with him. It could have been. It seems like it could have been done in a mannerism to actually help further the cause rather than seem to distract away from it. I mean, I I too know a lot of. I, I guess you say militia people that you know they're they're good people. They have one. They have a belief in mind of the Constitution, which we all do. They just you know they're more they're more you know vocal about it, which is it's glad to hear and good to hear people that are peaceful that want to stand up for their rights. And want to stand up, you know, and and not take that from the government. It, it, it's funny. It seems like the government wants to. Anytime there's any kind of land resources or any kind of uh, mineral resources, all of a sudden it seems like it's now it's becoming a state park. Or, you know, I saw uh-huh. this. I saw this on. I think it was on the History Channel the other night. Is that people that are going out doing, you know, gold exploration, even these smaller guys, when they find something like this, they keep it such a secret because they're afraid the government's going to come in and, and basically take over the land where they can't even utilize it anymore. So it's it's quite interesting the way this is working.
1: Yeah, I, I've been taking a lot of um, criticisms from people and they're calling me a sellout and a traitor and all these other things, and, you know, that I have no balls and stuff. And it's really laughable because I've been at the forefront of a lot of these uh, movements Um you know, for, for years and years and been begging people to, to come and do this sort of stuff. And you know what, if, if Ammon Bundy would have said to, us, to, to, people in Oregon, not, and I, I, I use us loosely, if he would have come to the leadership in Oregon and, and proposed occupying the BLM building in that area, I would have supported that, which I would think is a much more extreme position. Actually, I would have supported that in a heartbeat, but, this occupying this wildlife refuge just seems like it's a tactically poor decision, you know. And the fact is, is that, that he intentionally deceived people in Oregon, some of the militiamen uh, and the, the militia leadership in Oregon to his own ends, you know, to, to be able to further his
0: own ends. Yeah, it seems like yeah. he definitely has his personal agenda that he's wanting to ride on this particular uh, situation. You know, and, it's,
1: yeah.
0: and correct me if I'm wrong, Hoss, I don't know the super in-depth aspect about this particular farmer, but it sounds like he got fined $400,000 and five years in prison for burning 137 acres of land to basically keep a fire from spreading somewhere else.
1: Is that pretty much correct? Uh, you know, I don't even think it was that much. I think it was like one acre that, that he personally burn um the the thing the thing is 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 that there's no there, there's there's very few people that dislike the blm more than i do um you know i don't support that what they've done to the hammonds i don't think that it's a good thing i don't think that they got a they a fair shake in court you know there's uh a lot of liberals who are really upset about federal mandatory minimum sentencing things and that's basically what what happened to them is that they got this federal mandatory minimum sentence and their the original judge made it less than that and that was actually not legally okay for him to do and that's why they're going back to prison so you know they already had like someone like on their side and what we're protesting is basically these these mandatory minimums, and you know there, there are so many liberal folks that are criticizing these militiamen and Bundy. It's like I don't disagree with that part of it. I agree with them that uh, what they're the reason why they're there. I agree with that. That you know they're they are fighting the good fight. It's just funny how many people are so adamantly opposed to these um, militiamen taking more drastic measures, which I totally agree with, just not in the way that they did it.
0: Well, and I, you know, this this question was posed to me yesterday. Do I agree with them being armed and being out there, and why, not, why aren't they going through the court system and things like that? And I said, well, you know, the biggest problem that you have, in my opinion, and, and given it's just an opinion, so take it with a grain of salt, is these things are very much unheard. You, you know, the small people going against the government, you know, the the BLM, things like that, uh, it takes years and years and years to get any type of attention if they get anything at all. And I I think a lot of people, especially out there, I've been out West a few times and there's when they occupy the, when, when the BLM takes these, Particular pieces of property. I'm not quite sure what they're trying to accomplish with that. I I, I mean, is it land resource they want, or are they really trying to preserve a particular area for for some sort of you know natural uh, animal or natural resource or whatnot? And I've yet to really get a clear answer on what that is. It just some person up there, some committee says, "Hey, we need this property to further X," and it doesn't seem to have anything. But what I don't understand is is that some of these farmers out there, Hollis, have been there for generations after generations, utilizing property Mm -hmm. and our government just says well you know what we need this now or they don't need to utilize this anymore and it's it's really unfortunate because it really has a a negative effect on these farmers i mean i grew up on a small farm and it costs more to operate than it ever made so i I don't yeah it's it's almost like they're trying to defeat the small man again and i don't understand
1: that one of the interesting things that is interesting about this particular case is this Area. This particular area, the the Malu, whatever I, I don't know how to pronounce it, the wildlife refuge, was originally the Paiute Indians' native homeland, and it was confiscated from them in the late 19th century. And the tribes were disbanded amongst the the Northwest, um, and, and that that land was given to the farmers or or sold to these ranchers and farmers. And so, like this is. <laughs> You know, these ranchers and, and farmers are, are not even the first ones to get screwed out of this property by the feds.
0: So basically, so, it was in a treaty <laughs> that we, we decided to take away back from our Native Americans and then redistribute. Now they've decided to take it back and distribute it back to the government again.
1: <laughs> well, I, I'm not saying that uh, we need to go and, you know, make reparations or whatever to any particular group. But the fact of the matter is, is that the feds have been screwing people over since the beginning of this country. And You know, we need to, to, um, we should have been doing things like this in a meaningful and, and, um, in a meaningful way a long time ago. And, uh, you know, if we don't have people, I mean, let's face it, Ammon Bundy for all of his faults is doing good work, um, in general, I think, um, and, and, and it's just uh, this particular case was frustrating for the Oregon patriots or people that are patriot-minded or involved in things in Oregon. That, that, was, that was definitely a frustrating aspect of this, this whole thing, and that's why I kind of came out against what he had done.
0: Now, do you think he'd have had a totally uh, different welcome to me, or a different interpretation if he'd have went to the organizers and said, hey, I know y'all are getting the raw end of the deal here. You know, I've I've had a lot of publicity with a similar situation where I'm at. I would like to come up and extend to you, you know, my notoriety and in, in, in following that I have to try to help your cause. Do you think that they would have been more welcome
1: with open arms? Yeah, yeah. I think if they, if they would have, I mean, the thing is, is I didn't know, you know, nobody knew what they were going to do except for that. And that was that was part. That's the issue.
0: You know, with with you know, when you have two parties involved in something and one's not notifying the other one what they're doing, that could be that could be its own powder keg right there.
1: Well, it, yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. It, you know, if they would have contacted us beforehand, then there could have been a support network put in place. Um, you know, before this this whole thing even happened. Uh, you know, the the thing is, is that if we're going to make a meaningful difference, a meaningful stand. Against federal incursions into our lives, then we need to work together and not telling people who who are relevant is not the right thing to do. If I felt driven to um, go somewhere and to do something, I would figure out who in my area would be my allies. I mean, it, this is basic basic stuff they teach you in basic training. Anyone who's been to uh, you know basic training in the military is going to know that you know one of the first things you do in an off order is you figure out who your allies are and who's in the area and what they can do for you
0: yeah make, make I mean, friends because you never know when you may need them for sure so so hoss how do you yeah. see the outcome coming with this with the with the bundy situation i know that there's i know there's a lot of i saw on the news today they're cutting power and this that and the other so i mean how, how do you see the end yeah. result of this happening
1: it's only a matter of time before the federal government has a response to what we've been doing out here in the West uh, negatively. Um, Up until this point, their policy has been if armed people show up, is for them to leave. And that, I think, is what they're gonna do here. Um, At least so far, what I've seen from the the local law enforcement and from the FBI is that they're not going to uh, provoke a, a, a response and and that's that's good to an extent um but it's it's also you know eventually it's going to come down to you know as as these groups as as groups like uh, as people like Am and Bundy get more and more confident and want to do more and more things like if they did take over a BLM office then I guarantee that eventually it will come down to you know lead flying and whether or not that's a good thing is situationally dependent. I can't really say whether it'd be a good or a bad thing, but we all know that's that's what's coming for us. Uh, anyone who is paying attention to what's going on in this nation and knows anything about history knows that this is this is what it's coming to in this nation. And that's well, what we, we are. Be we are certainly for.
0: losing our. We are certainly losing our, our our rights and our freedoms. That is for certain on the daily basis.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I've heard a lot of these. I've heard a lot of people compare. Sam um, Bundy to um, and what the people out there to the lexington the people at, at Lexington facing off against the British which is I mean accurate in some senses but what I'd like to point out specifically is that the Lexington militia was a group of local people who trained on a regular basis together and they were defending their their own interests. They were defending their home. And that is what the distinction that we should make is that there's a lot of people on the internet and, you know, who are running around saying they're, they would do this and they would do that. And, you know, I, I haven't seen them out at any of these events, but uh, if you we're going to seriously make um, some sort of protest or stand against the Incursion on on our rights—that we need to take it seriously. We need to take ourselves seriously and do serious training. And take—you know—this ill-planned uh, takeover of the refuge is a perfect example of what not to do. <laughs> Uh How not to conduct an operation, and this is I think people should take notes from this, and that's what they should take away from this is like you need to get up if you are running around saying that you're a patriot and that you're not going to stand for this, then go out and get some damn training, you know, find some friends and go out and do some small unit tactics exercises somewhere it's It's laughable that people think they're just going to get up off their couch and fight a war.
0: I see that owning a gun company on a daily basis that we have a lot of people that are, you know, just first now starting to exercise their Second Amendment rights, which is wonderful to see. And I'm very happy to see that. But unfortunately, the people don't want to put the extra effort into the training. And, you know, a lot of people don't really understand what the Constitution means. And they don't understand what real freedoms our forefathers gave us or our founding fathers uh-huh. gave us. I mean, they, they really did a lot of wonderful things for us. And unfortunately, due to whether it's liberals or just people just being with their heads in the sand, I'm not sure we have lost so many of those. And I mean, today is a prime example watching Obama basically come in and take away a lot of rights that we've had on this new executive order Mm -hmm. he's going to do. So you're right. I think that a more well-organized situation is really going to be better than a bunch of people just running out there you know, throwing up their opinions. It needs to be a clear message of what's going on and what you know what the people want. What what, and that's I think another thing that people have really missed is that it's what the people want. It, this is not about what the government wants. This is what the people want, and and I think we've gotten right. away from that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, that, I agree, and, and that um, I'm, I'm real. I've been really encouraged with how many people are purchasing firearms and how many new people are purchasing firearms Um, how many people are getting into this how many people are concerned with it and you know people that are angry with me um, taking a stance against this they I think maybe their hearts are in the right place but if we want if we want to come down to reality uh, the militias at at Lexington and Concord were well-disciplined well-trained men who trained together for years for years and years and years they knew what was coming and that's what we should take away from this from from our lessons in history is if you're going to purchase a firearm, you should really, you know, take a look at why you're buying it. Why right. are you buying it? And if you're buying it to protect yourself, which most people are, then you should probably do some training on how to protect yourself.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. hundred percent. I mean, that's, you know, like I said, a uh, training and education is the key in my opinion, in the firearms industry right now. And unfortunately, a lot of firearms manufacturers. <laughs> Are not pushing that agenda. They're concerned about the sales, and that's one thing I will say that I've always been proud about our company is that we've always been one of the in the forefront of really pushing people to get trained. And you know, I, talking to Western Oregon again, I, I really think that you know, the bunnies and some of these other people would be more well taken seriously if they had a true statement of agenda of what they're trying to do instead of just something that was generalized. I mean, we can generalize say, well, we don't want the government to take our liberties and we don't want to do that. That's great. But we need to be more specific on it. And you're right. Until you get a very specific, organized situation with with a structured leadership in place, you're not going to get that seriousness. It's just not going to get there. They're going to be thought of as a bunch of yahoos that... Want to carry guns, and you know, just dislike the government, and and unfortunately, I think that's a lot of what's happened over the past three to five years. Even with some militias, they think they're just anti-government. Is that and the other people don't understand is that, you know, militias are put in place to protect your liberties. I mean, that's why the Constitution states it, and and they've tried to replace the National Guard with militias, and it doesn't work that way. That's what it was never intended to do. So. Again, talking to Haas at the Haas USMC on the YouTube channel. Haas, it was great talking to you today. I hope I get to talk to you again if something develops. I hope you'll be able to take our call again and, uh, and uh, go over some basic facts if something comes about.
1: Yeah, thank you very much for having me. It was an honor
0: absolutely thank you hoss you were just listening to the Haas usmc we'll give special thanks to him for all the time and effort i know he has a very busy schedule with everything going on in oregon I want you to go to hdfirearms.com check out our products and things that we got going on some new stuff for 2016 and if you would we'd like you to follow us on facebook we also have a twitter account at hd rifles and an instagram head down
1: firearms